Welcome to Only Today, a Gathering Mana podcast, where Catholic moms can find practical tips, advice, and help that will equip them to live more joyfully in their vocations as mothers and wives. This series is called Walk With Me, where we invite that great cloud of witnesses, our dear saints, more deeply into our lives by studying them and learning how to imitate them in our ordinary everyday lives. Let's listen in. Good morning, my dear sisters in Christ. I hope that you are well today. We're beginning a new series today, looking at the lives of some key saints and how they can help us to become all that God wants for us in our vocations. Today I'm going to share from my heart about a saint who has become incredibly special to me. On September 23rd, 2017, I and about 14 to 15,000 of my closest Catholic friends were packed like sardines into the Cox Convention Center in Oklahoma City for the beatification ceremony of Blessed Stanley Rother. I'm going to link a video in the show notes below this podcast. It gives a powerful portrait of this selfless priest and the reasons behind his future canonization. The energy in the arena on that day is difficult to describe. You could almost feel the physical presence of Father Stanley, the angels, and the Holy Spirit. I remember looking around as my children prattled on during the ceremony and thinking to myself, this means so much more than I even know. When I got home, I began to pray about that thought. I began to think about what this truly means for us, specifically as Catholic mothers in modern culture. Sure, he's another saint in the making and particularly notable to us because he's an American priest and martyr, but there was something else that was begging to be explored about all of this. So I picked up his biography, The Shepherd Cannot Run by Maria Scaperlanda, and I began to read. I tried to really listen for a deeper message. I wasn't sure what I was listening for, but it made itself pretty apparent quickly. Here is what I believe the life of Stanley Rother means to me and to all Catholic mothers. Number one, God is still calling our sons and our daughters. Our world is changing by the second, but we still serve an unchanging God. What a comfort to know that he was and is and is to come, the same life-giving God who elevates our human existence to participate in his own divine nature. God is still calling our sons and daughters to be set apart for him in religious life. It can be tempting when we think about the state of vocations in this country to become disheartened and concerned. Where are our priests? The priests that we do have are overburdened to the point of exhaustion in many cases. There are pockets of the country where vocations are increasing, but as a whole, it is painfully obvious that the American priesthood is not adequate. But we must not fear. I'm about to make a radical statement that I am sure will get some kickback, but I'm going to say it anyway. The state of vocations in America, and furthermore the world, lies in the hands of mothers. It is our job 
to dwell closely with our children, discerning their spiritual needs, praying over their problems, big and small, and modeling radical dependence on God. It is our job as mothers to release to the Lord our own fears and concerns related to our children's futures. It is our job to form our sons' and daughters' consciences, keeping in mind the reality that God may be calling them to religious life. Normalizing the vocational life is very important as a part of that. By making sure that you're talking about and exposing your children to religious life in all its forms, you will dispel the myths and the shadows that surround this important calling. There are far too many misconceptions about it that need to be addressed through exposure and normalization. Bring your children to be around joyful priests and sisters, nuns and monks. We must make this a special project in our lives. Our children must know that religious life is not a boring, static, or joyless existence. It is a vital, beautiful way of love, one that is worth considering, one that is worth as much examination as the lay vocation, one that deserves deep respect and prayer consideration as they discern their future. Pray diligently with them for an increase in vocations in all its forms. Father Stanley had normal struggles and worries, and how he dealt with those shows us that our sons and daughters, even with limitations that might seem to preclude them from religious life, are still the type of people God may be calling to feed his sheep. God is calling us in our normal, everyday, ordinary lives to model heroic virtue. A quick inventory of Father Stanley's life shows us just about the most normal and ordinary human being there ever was. He was just a quiet farm boy who struggled with his studies in seminary and had normal concerns. Father Rother is a bright and blinking light alerting us to a truth that we often forget. God is not looking for superstars. God is still calling you, Mama. God is calling you to sainthood and to bring with you the little saints in your home. You and I are so normal. We're so little and simple. There's likely nothing extraordinary about you, but there is an extraordinary love which follows you and plans for you and hopes for you to have the courage to say yes to it. That may seem grandiose, and yet, as we observe the Rother family in Scaberlanda's book, we see that what influenced him most were those daily simple practices of intentional faith, prayer, and liturgical living. Those were the things that imbued his childhood home with love for God. This same simple practice in your home has the power to sanctify you and your children and prepare them for God's call on their lives. Whether that call is to religious life or to the vocation of marriage, we need ordinary, real examples like Father Stanley that our sons and daughters can look up to, relate to, and model their lives after. We need modern saints. My third point is that God is still calling us to die. I recently talked to my parish junior high group about teen saints and young saints, 
As I was preparing for that talk, I came up with a pretty decent list of important saints who were all under the age of 20, and most of them under the age of 15. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Throughout the history of God's people in the church, he has always called young people to heroic and even sacrificial virtue. Many of our respected saints were children. For some reason, we have forgotten to train the hearts of our sons and daughters about this aspect of God's wisdom and what it could mean for their own lives. It's easy for me to just get absorbed in the culture and the idea that kids are just kids. And while I'm not suggesting scrupulous or impossible standards for children, I have been wondering lately if I'm watering down the gospel call on my children's lives. So my biggest question now is, am I asking my children what God is asking them? Am I asking of myself what God is asking of me? When we begin to practice surrender to God in the everyday things with and in front of our children, it invites his presence into our children's lives at a young age. They get to know the joy of depending on him early. They can do hard things. They can make small sacrifices. They can choose and work to choose actions that will bring joy and peace to their family and their friends. They are capable of that. When we ask these things of our children as they are able to understand them, they learn that serving God is beautiful and to find their true peace in Him. These little practices can add up over time. As Charlotte Mason suggests, these little habits of saying yes to God in small things create spiritual pathways into which virtue can flow. For some, this will lead to answering the sacrificial call to a religious vocation, arguably one of the biggest yes moments one could encounter. My point here is this. It's easier to say yes to God in the big things when we have been watching Him show up all our lives in the little things. And it is our task as mothers to teach our children how to depend on God in a way that allows Him to show up in their little lives. We can start now to train our children's hearts to know and understand the trustworthy and unfailing character of God the Father and His Son. I think we might see more vocations to the priesthood if we made a concentrated effort to show our children just how beautiful and heroic that life is. It is one of deep virtue and sacrifice. Kimberly Hahn says that our children deserve for us to hand them a faith that is beautiful, vibrant, and worth dying for. They deserve for us to first answer the call ourselves to heroic virtue and surrender to God in all the big and little ways He calls us. This has to happen so that they can understand the joy that it brings, so that they can truly find themselves. A few days ago in the car, my six-year-old was describing some behaviors of people in her class she had observed that she felt weren't right. She said, Mama, they're just trying to be happy without God, and they don't know that they can't be. Hearing her repeat back lessons that we have been trying to teach her was very rewarding. I hope she remembers this as life grows more complicated. I hope she remembers 
that her very soul contains the divine spark of God. It is in him that we live and move and have her being. But the frenzied pace of our lives often belies this truth. We are so distracted. Our lives are getting more compartmentalized and fragmented by the moment, and the bar we have set for ourselves continues to fall further and further from the one set for us by the saints who have gone before us, many of them during far darker spiritual times than this one in church and human history. I am praying that you and I will answer God's call to be set apart so that we can show our children that that is the normal that God is asking of them. I'm not suggesting for a moment that God is calling us to literally die for him. That may be the case for some, as it was for Father Rother, but more critically, it is in the daily arena of life that God calls us to be set apart in our virtue and to die to ourselves. The reality is that when we find joy in dying to the things that keep us from him, it shows our children how to do that in the process. Heroic virtue is the most difficult in day-to-day life as we acknowledge that there is an enemy and we are in a war. Ordering our priorities around that's the reality of that statement is far more difficult than nodding in agreement to it. Father Stanley Rother's beatification is a timely and needed gift from God to our generation. He is a reminder that though our world is rapidly becoming a place almost unrecognizable to us, that the call of God to be set apart for him still rings loudly in our American streets and churches. Blessed Stanley Rother, pray for us. Our boys need him. Our girls need him. Father Rother and the many examples of modern men and women who have answered the call to religious vocations are together bringing an important reminder to modern mothers and families. God is still calling you to come out and be separate from them in your prayer life, in the way you parent, in the way you love and treat your spouse, and in how you order the precious moments you are given every day. May our sons and daughters find in our homes the gentle, faithful spirit of prayer and diligence that will train their hearts and their minds toward the heart and mind of God. For more resources and conversations about how to do this, please visit us at www.facebook.com backslash gathering manna for moms. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you in your motherhood vocation. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he establish the work of your hands today for your good and his glory.